fun weekend for you, huh? Big old birthday weekend for hey, the uh, had a for great the, time for the 33 year old man that acts like an 18 year old girl. <laughs> Lots of celebrating. <laughs> Hashtag rose all yeah. day. Oh yeah, had a, speaking of basic bitches and uh, bro dogs, <laughs> we had a great time at Fire Festival this Saturday, didn't we? Dude, we went to Preakness on Saturday. Oh, that's right. It was Preakness. <laughs> Sammy, what would I do without you? Let's start the show. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Drunkard United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me, every thug needs a lady, and my lady is my co-host, Samuel Graham. How you doing, Sammy? Uh, that's nice of you. Uh, doing very well, uh, Mr. Rule. Uh, how are you today? I'm. Do- um, did Liverpool win the league? Uh, they did not. I'm doing fucking great. <laughs> we are recording at Studio H just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Uh, please subscribe, give a rating and review, and share with your footballing friends. Uh, should you want to chat with us, there's many ways you can. Sammy, tell the good people how they can get in touch with us. Sure. On all the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, we are at DU Football Show. Um, and then DU Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Quick shout out to uh, the land down under. We have uh, one consistent listener, um, our boy Tim, uh, which I very much appreciate. And now we have three listeners. A different island than where Fire Festival was supposed to take place. <clears throat> yes, exactly. <laughs> the actual down under yes. in Australia, not just an island down under the United States. Yes. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so Tim, real quick, we're going to ask a small favor of you. Um, you've already got two more people, so you've got three. I'm just going to need you to go ahead and get the whole country to start listening, okay? Thanks. Uh, <laughs> Sam and I both work in the wine and spirits industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. Uh, so I wouldn't the, go that far. <laughs> as the red-blooded <laughs> Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hands throughout the this show and every show, Sammy, we are closing out the gin run that we've been on, and we're going out in style. Tell the good people what we sipping on tonight. Yeah, we don't have any endo, but we definitely got some gin and juice, my friend. Yes, we do. Um, so to make a musical reference of my own, thank you very much, and to keep the hip hop theme going, uh, this one's for uh, old Snoop Dogg. Um, we've got Seagram's Extra Dry Gin, which is why I said we don't always have a passionate love for distilled spirits. <laughs> Pints of Naughty Head, by the way. Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, as I was going to say, uh, before Sam just killed me joke, uh, more affectionately known as Naughty Head. That's right. For tying your head in knots. <laughs> uh, it is a compound gin, which uh, Sam will tell you about a uh, little bit more about in just a second. And to be honest with you, I can't really pick up a flavor profile other than bathtub and juniper. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'll just say it's best served in pints. And with a little bit of juice. Uh, uh, find these pints, uh, by the way, from five ninety nine to seven ninety nine on the shelf. Um, if you need to buy a fifth, you don't need to buy a fifth. You need 13 steps in your life, <laughs> and you need to get to a meeting. Um, so compound gin, basically, why is there like really, really inexpensive gin? Because essentially what this is, is vodka with gin flavoring. So a compound is where they... <clears throat> basically take all the different flavors and a lot of times it's artificial flavoring so it's not net you know it's it's they use juniper because they have to use juniper but everything else is pretty much artificial and they make it into basically an essence and then after they make the the quote-unquote grain neutral spirit also known as vodka they incorporate in the flavoring afterwards before bottling so hence why it's so inexpensive why you know all the other gins we're talking about are like you know 35 40 dollars well because those are all made naturally with natural ingredients yeah and if you think about it almost like a um with the juniper especially almost like giant tea bags uh if you will soaking soaking into the (laughs) not all right that's family show family show it's like um my, my yeah, wife you, with a dirty mind, and if she's you, still giggling. If you think about uh, just essentially giant, giant tea bags uh, floating around <laughs> in the vat of gin as it's, uh, you know, resting before it's bottling. I, I get it. You're completely um, flustered because she's so laughing at the tea bag reference. I, yeah, I get it. It's even you, funnier because you have huge balls. <laughs> so it is a giant tea bag when it happens. Yes. But behind, behind the glass, everybody, you know what? I'd let her talk. She's laughing so hard she can't fucking breathe. So we're okay. Hey, Sammy, let's have a hell of a show. Okay? Let's have a good show. <laughs> a little hard to clink because these are uh, full of uh, naughty head and juice. Ugh. Oh, man. So we're going to just go ahead and actually recap only one game because, well, really, well, 
we're going to recap a couple others, but yeah. we're really recapping one main one because the season is over and Manchester City has already won the title. But uh, we did have an FA Cup final this Saturday. Is that um, what it's called? If that's what you want to call it. I thought it was a training session. Uh, yeah, especially <laughs> with the amount of tapping goals that there were. I'm going to get to that thought as well. Um, Manchester City, six. Watford, nil. Manchester City wins the domestic treble. Uh, first, first uh, Yeah, go ahead. The first uh, one by men's team. Mm-hmm. Um, the only one off the top of my head, because it happened a few years ago, was the Arsenal ladies uh, won a domestic treble and a quadruple overall after they also won the um, the Women's Champions League, essentially. Oh, fantastic. Did, uh, you, uh, did you hear Pep uh, in, in pre-interviews before the uh, FA Cup? They were like, hey, are you excited about the opportunity at being the first team to win a domestic treble? And very nonchalantly, it was actually brilliantly done. He goes, he goes first men's team. It's been done already. Ladies have done it. Good they, for him. They did it first. That's great. Like very just, you know, don't, not not social justice warrior, not on a soapbox. He just went, no, ladies did it first. That's yeah. awesome. So thought, thought that was kind of cool. No, it is, it's, it's very cool. He said it really slickly too. Which that's is all, perfectly well, I mean, done. that's like, kind of how Pep does it. You know, just like slipped the jab and then just kept on talking. Yeah, that's great. <clears throat> um. We are. We have an inquisitive producer looking at us with her finger hovering I'm just over the button. Wondering why am I just now hearing about the fact there are lady teams? I had no idea there was a female division in, in the uh, the English soccer. Yeah. Yep. Yes. There, yes, there is. Well, that was it. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of the reason why, well, a lot of reason why domestically, uh, the Americans' female league has has folded over a couple of times because, frankly, there's other professional leagues in the country, and they're not, you know, particularly some of the American players. They end up going overseas because there's better money over there. Oh yeah, and it's it's harder for the teams themselves to find funding, fill seats, everything else when our best players are leaving the country and better better training facilities in England because basically you're using you're using the club's training facility. Right. You know, it's not like it's the men's training facility. It's the club's training facility. Right. Exactly. And yeah. That's you know, and so typically the case, it's not like the DC uh, women's professional team plays at you know Audi Field and gets to train at the you know at the DC United um uh facilities they end up playing you know at like Germantown, Germantown which is which yeah. is which is a nice complex but it's by no means a professional complex so, no not at all you know, the other the other thing about this which is um uh which is just not the same here as it is in Europe is a lot of these sports clubs in general um you find this a lot in Spain and Greece also where the football club First one that jumps to mind is FC Barcelona. They have a basketball team. They have handball a women, team. They have a handball team. Mm-hmm. They have a polo team, I believe, a water polo team. Yep. They have, a, you know, and it's all FC Barcelona, <laughs> right? Yep. So it's a full athletic club that's truly ingrained in the community and c- encompasses kind of everything. Yeah. You know, yes, the men's first first team of the, the football side is their flagship and the one that generates most of the income. But the rest of those teams within that, under that banner, um, are well-funded and well-included. So uh, let's go ahead and get to the game. Um, Watford, uh, dis- despite the scoreline, Watford had chances early to, to kind of there was one or put, two. A, put a chance on this game. They had a couple. Yeah, the one that really springs to mind, though, is that Pereira chance. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was Decore or somebody was uh, coming down the right side, mm-hmm. uh, slipped the ball between two defenders. Um, and Pereira had a, a, a chance, essentially one-on-one, uh, from just outside the box. But Ederson, very, very quick off his line, I think made Pereira rush a little bit. Um, and from there, really, uh, once City got the first about 28 minutes in or mm-hmm. so, uh, you kind of saw Watford just slump a little bit. Um, here's here's a question for you concerning uh, Ederson. Now, there's, I mean, we widely consider, you know, somebody like De Gea probably the best on-the-line keeper, um, you know, and I, I hate to admit it, but somebody like, you know, Allison along with Pickford and, yep. you know, pretty much good all-around keepers. Ederson, best off-the-line keeper? I, I'd say yes. He's quick. I I'd, mean, I'd he's say, yeah. insanely good off the line. Like he's if a, there's a one on one, he closes space in a hurry. Yeah, and he's he is a decent enough shot blocker. I mean, we gave him a little bit of shit when City was having their their rough patch uh, around I mean, the holidays. He only gave up one more than Allison. Right, right. But in that particular stretch, yeah. where I th- you know it was the three two at Palace, and then in that little <laughs> stretch in December, 
Um, he, he wasn't very good, but really for the rest of the season, he was a very good shot stopper as well. Mm-hmm. And that really helps when you're, you're rushing off your line and have the, literally the cat like reflexes, uh, to, to be able to do that. Yeah. Well, and, which is essentially what happened. And then of course there is an element of luck and, you know, I think it was his knee that actually got to the ball. Um, but when you're matter as a keeper, when you're coming out, I mean, it's, I know this from when I played and whenever I like train keepers as well, it's, if you're coming off the line, you are to get as big as humanly possible. Yeah. No, and it doesn't, it doesn't matter what touches the ball. As long as something touches the ball and knocks it away, your job is to get very wide and make them screw up. That's ultimately your job. For sure. Um, maybe it's partly because he is, you know, and we talked, I talked about it a few weeks ago, him being kind of that quintessential sweeper keeper. Right. He's kind of already off the line. He already kind of puts himself into positions in position, yeah. where he can very quickly just, boom, he's right there to well, it. Well, the other thing is, that being said, he can also, you know, that can also come back to bite him in the ass, as we saw with Andrews Townsend's goal in that game I referenced earlier, yeah. where he was at more to the edge of his six as opposed to on his line, despite them being, not I don't want to say camped, but they were in the city half. Yeah, I, mean, um, for, I, I, I certainly wouldn't put him in a top five in the world kind of situation, but I don't know. But maybe at at that one thing being like as far as the quote unquote sweeper keeper goes, which is exactly what Pep wants, and why Hart couldn't you know work well. He, right, you just didn't work. Which is terrible with his feet. Right, <clears throat> but he didn't what, come out the way that Ederson comes out. Right. I mean, that's what the other Ederson thing. Ederson does. Yeah. He's brilliant at. Oh yeah, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> the um the other thing is I think had that chance gone in, this game could have turned out much differently. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it, we saw it even at Brighton, you know, when Glenn Murray got that early goal and the pressure was on, you know, you almost felt like that 20 minutes before City broke the deadlock was very very nervy, right? It was yeah. very kind of oh shit, oh shit, we got to do, we got to do, we got and almost trying too hard. Um we saw it again at Leicester. They paid them an immense amount of respect for their counterattack. Yeah. Um, yes, they were mostly camped in their half, but until Vincent Company strode forward, not a single center back for City, which they are known to do, came forward with the ball really. Um, and truly into the opposition territory. Why? So it just it it I think the pressure was finally starting to get to him, but once that first goal went in and then the second one just before halftime. You, that was it. They were gonna they were gonna be on a roll because Watford's shoulders were down, their heads were down. Yeah, it was and, over, and that was it. Troy Deeney was very isolated, mm-hmm. and then when Watford tried to push, they just and, countered the hell out of him. Yeah, like and, the and, De Bruyne goal was just you know yeah. he could have walked it in. And like credit credit to Watford for giving it a go. I mean, it is a cup final. What's the difference? You lose two nil and give a good account of yourselves, or you lose six nil. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's yeah, not. That, it's not three points in the bag. It's a trophy or bust. Right at so, that point, we're down two nothing. Yeah, we might as well be down eight nothing if we don't make it two two. Exactly. It and does, good on it them. It does not matter. Just go for it. Uh, so uh, Sterling with uh, the hat trick of Tappins. No, <laughs> they credited that first goal. Oh, they did. To Jesus. Up, they yeah, did they gave it Jesus. back to okay. Jesus. And apparently, at full time, <laughs> this cracked me up. Pep Guardiola. <laughs> Confetti raining down on the field. City's just won the FA Cup, the first men's domestic treble. Pep Guardiola runs over to Sterling and starts giving him a shellacking. Like, like if I'm Sterling, I'm like, all right, 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 gaffer. It's, it's good, but yeah. can, maybe we celebrate. You yell at me in the uh, locker room. <laughs> How's that sound? Yeah. You yell at me there. <laughs> Just on the pitch, just screaming, just screaming at, him. at him. I think you even saw him mouth, "Can we do this in the locker room?" Yeah, like, can you not do this in front of everyone? That'd be great. Um, bring me to a um to a bigger point. Um, my uh my pot shot at Liverpool for the week because well, I always need to take a pot shot at Liverpool. Um, in the world of the media desperately wanting uh Liverpool to have won the league, ESPN FC put out last week that if uh. They counted points, uh, goals from distance to equal more than uh, goals uh, from inside the 18 that Liverpool would have won the league. All right. What's more impressive? The fact that Liverpool. (laughs) Hold on. (coughs) What's more impressive? The fact that Liverpool scored more goals from distance or the fact that 90% of the goals that City scored was literally a guy just tapping it into the back of the net because they were that wide open and they moved the ball that brilliantly. Yeah, I 
these kinds of stats and these kinds of what ifs and these kinds of things are absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I hate this. Because you can, okay, well, yeah, on red cards, uh, Arsenal should have won the league because Mustafi was sent off twice. Or, right. It's like, fuck off. Who, right. It's, it's, it's absolutely it's ridiculous. It's a farce to even bring that up. Right. It, you know what that means? Whenever you start hearing that shit, it is a slow news day. Yeah, well. And they're was, just looking for something to make up. Honestly, it's ESPN FC wanting to get a rowl out of everybody. Put it on Twitter. Well, yeah. so, so the Everton fans will lose their shit I mean, and the, say, stop fucking crying. The, and the other Liver, thing. Liverpool fans will go, see, we would have won the league. And well, the City fans will be like, so well, we score a shit ton of goals. It would just. It's, but it's dumb. The, yeah. thing, the thing that I. I really don't like about it is you could say like I just said this you could say it for any statistic right oh well if tackles you know counted the same as goals then Burnley would then win the Burnley league. would win the league because they're always last ditch tackling or if saves would win the league Tom Heaton would be you know king shit yeah you know he would have won Game of Thrones or <laughs> <laughs> fuck off it, it's just shit doesn't even make sense it's stupid that's fucking brilliant well, you know what it is you get three points for a win. You get one point for a draw. You get nothing for a loss. A goal is a fucking goal, whether someone scores it on their own team or you score it from midfield or inside the box. It doesn't mm. matter. So goal's th- a goal. That is fucking reality. Yeah. So why not? You know what? If you have, if you have a slow news day, why don't you dive deeper into someone's performance? Why don't you look deeper into what made them win the league and what made them tick? The thing with this is, is it's it's it's, and I know you don't particularly care for this, but it does make you passionate as well because you hate them so much. Oh god. Yeah. Liverpool is the more romantic story. Oh, of course it is. And of course that's it is. what they're trying to that's what they're trying to play on. I mean, well, you, you think of the special European nights at Anfield. You think of all these different things. It's a different place to go and all this kind of stuff and the the romance of the cop and you know, you'll never walk alone and that and the the two stadium tragedies they've had in their lives and the comeback in Istanbul and City doesn't have that history. No. I mean, City you know has a mean? shit ton of money. Yeah, City has a shit ton of money, but even now, it, it's yeah. beautiful and it's great, but it's all very mechanical. It's drilled into them from oh, yeah. front, where you this have is a, a well-oiled machine. Yeah, and you have now, a manager which, who's which a nerd like a motherfucker in in Pep Guardiola, who's has who's twenty five enti- coaches, yeah. like and his a guy who just office. coaches the right back. Yeah, <laughs> and his kind of en- his entire office is like whiteboard or chalkboard, and he's just constantly scribbling formations and ideas, and you know that kind of, like he's a fucking madman, right? Right, but. You got Jurgen Klopp Heard over good there. Will hunting. Yeah, but you've got Jurgen Klopp with his veneers, you know, pumping his fist, beating his chest, getting a rise out of the cop, hitting doing... in his imaginary yeah. friend. He's a more energetic, more attractive, more fiery Neil Warnock. Running, running is really onto, all it is. Running onto the field and not getting thrown out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep big. bringing it up. But that—that's that's my point. Is that's why the, they're saying all this shit is because they want. This romantic story. Oh yeah, they wanted that to happen. Nobody more than the media wanted Liverpool to win the title. Oh, it was. I mean, it was also very evident as well. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just a, just it's here the better story here though. domestically. Watching it on uh, on NBC Sports, it was clearly the case. Yeah, barely any tell. other team got a a. You know, they always showed. You'll never walk alone as Liverpool walked in. Oh yeah, no oh, other yeah. team. I think they showed Z cars once towards the end of the season. Yeah, but, yeah they would they yeah. play a little bit of Z cars. The only time they played Z cars in its full was the derby where the siren went off and they played it in its full. Right. That's because they were playing Liverpool. Right. That's the only reason why. Most but of the time, the, yeah. most of the time, you hear a little bit of Z cars start and they'll go, "Okay, we'll be right back," and they shoot to commercial. And I, I have nothing against that. That is the better journalistic story. I have oh, of no, course. I have no problem with that. But don't sit here and make up farcical statistics just to create some stir. Like it's fucking stupid. Uh, to, I didn't know ESPN was hashtag Donald Trump Jr. Yeah, I would. I would say to to steal to steal from separate uh, facts. What to, is it? New facts? Yeah, uh, fake news. F- no, yeah, yeah, fake news. But what was the old thing? Alternate facts. That's alternative what. It was. Facts. Alternative facts. facts. That's what it is. Um, I can't even keep track of the shit. To, anymore, uh, to be honest with you, to to quote. Uh, <laughs> Uh, PTI shows uh, Tony Kornheiser. This is, after all, a television show. Yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> you, yeah. you you want the better story. You right. want the better ratings. You want it to be a good television show for people to watch. One hundred percent. I mean, when when <coughs> look at LeBron James when he was throwing his 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 fit. You know, where where what new team was he going to? Well, we've already had this story before when he went to Miami right. from Cleveland. Right. So and luckily 
for the media, he opened up his school. And, and good for him. I, I yeah. completely respect that, and that's awesome. But it gave them a romantic story to talk about. So you right. didn't hear too much about the shit we've already been through with the picking a new team bullshit. So, you know what I'm saying? So it's just it's that kind of crap. They look for this romance, and then they f- make shit up to make it happen. So um, one last question, and then we'll wrap this one up, because I know we're going to go a while when we're talking about um, what our predictions were for the year. <laughs> that that was yeah, farcical. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, so with City winning the treble and the domestic treble, and also winning the Community Shield, um, is this n- bad for the sport in a way that there's just this kind of monster that has all the money and can fix everything and win no. everything? Or uh-uh. what Pep's doing right now is somehow rotating the squad enough where he's keeping everyone happy. Yeah, but eventually somebody like Leroy Sané is going to leave. Oh, yeah. And what happens then when Raheem Sterling's in a slump? Where do those goals come from? They're going to drop more points. I mean, yeah. I you know, it wasn't really a far school statistic, but it was they still won the league, of course. Yeah. But I told you, they were a team in regression. They had 100 yeah. points last season. They only had eight, uh, 98 this season. Yeah. They're the, they did not go up in point total. They lost to some shitty teams this year. Yep. Yeah, they lost so, to Newcastle. They lost to Ch- Crystal Palace. I mean, exactly. No offense to both of you, but you're not top half of the table teams, right. and, and they should not have lost to you. Right. So, But my point to that is, is is, is Gabriel Jesus going to stay happy? If he's not scoring goals, they're going to bench him. Right. They're going to find somebody else, and what's he going to do? He's going to leave. What happens if that guy's in a slump? Who steps up? Oh, they're definitely you signing know, another striker in those, the summer. Those you know sort, they are. Yeah, they have to, because uh, Sergio Aguero is getting older. Mm-hmm. But the, that's, that's what I'm saying, is those... Those, those sorts of players, those kind of fringe players that are very good and could pretty much walk into any other team in the country. Yeah. Um, I think somebody like Riyad Mahrez is a step above his weight right now. He's a very good player, but I think he's happy to be a squad player at City. Um, they where also, Raheem also, Sterling will not be. Bernardo Silva will not be. Gabriel Jesus right. probably will not be happy to be a bit part player at a giant club. They're also smart enough to buy some of the older players towards the twilight before they fade the Fernandinho's and David Silva's of the world who are okay with being role, you know, squad players and knowing that they're going to get their game, they're going to get their minutes in certain games. It's like, okay, well, you know what? I didn't help you beat Brighton, but I helped you beat Leicester. Like they, that it all doesn't matter as a whole because they know they're winning championships and they're being on a historical team. Um, Quick thing. Do yep. you hear where Vincent Company's off to? Uh, going back to Belgium, right? Yeah, to, Anderlecht. Uh, yeah, going to be the player, player manager. manager. Yeah. Uh, the other the other fun one, by the way, is uh, I just like to say I called it last week. Uh, Harry Maguire apparently drawing interest from City. Yeah. Hold it. The- <laughs> I'm proud of myself. <laughs> Did you see? First thing in the silly season, I actually got right. <laughs> hey, well, if it materializes. <laughs> Brenda Rogers might say no through the fucked up teeth. Yeah, that's true. Uh- <laughs> he. Do you know what? That's that's the fault of uh, that's the fault of Liverpool's success. Brendan Rodgers had shitty teeth. Gerard slipped and fell. You know you have uh, you know Klopp with the pretty teeth, so they end up having a record season, but still don't win the league. <laughs> I have, um, I think Brendan Rodgers is actually Jurgen Klopp's uh, landlord. Yeah, he is. Yeah. All right. Sam, the final spot in the promotion battle to be determined this weekend. But first, let's chat about how the two teams got there out of the four. We have Aston Villa 2, West Brom 2, Villa advances on PKs 4-3, to three, and we have Derby County 4, Leeds 3. So Derby and Villa to face in the finals. But first, there was a bunch of games to get us there. Oh, yeah. Um, so in, I'm just going to go over the second legs cause that's really yeah. what matters, especially with away goals, not counting. Right. So um, what I gave you was the aggregate, the aggregate scores right over the two legs. Uh, but Craig Dawson scored from a header early on for West Brom. Um, and then they went down to 10 men for the rest of the game for the second game running, uh, because Chris Brunt, their captain, uh, got a second yellow. The rest of the game really couldn't separate, uh, the two teams. Um, and it went on, uh, went on to pens. Um, the hero. Mr. Steer, saving mm-hmm. two penalties, yep. uh, the first two penalties, uh, freeing up a little <laughs> bit of pressure for his penalty takers. And if I, I, I was okay, I, I thought it was um, uh, West Brom saved the first penalty and they went up one nil. It was the other way around. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, Steer saved both the first ones. Uh, Aston Villa scored their first three, so they were up three one after three penalties. Uh, and then it got a little nervy because uh, Albert Odema missed for Aston Villa. Um, and, uh, West Brom scored their penalty. Got it. 
Um, so it came down to uh, Tammy Abraham, their top scorer for the season. The Chelsea Loney. The Chelsea Loney, yep. And uh, Nerves of Steel uh, just rolled the ball to the right side, keeper guessed wrong, and uh, and that's Villa going for the second straight year to Wembley um, for the playoff final. I got to say, I always um, uh, prefer, instead of the um, – the down the middle is always nervy, but I always like the slow to the corner – and the goalie just guesses the wrong way. Yeah. Because you know if the goalie guessed the right way, it's totally getting saved. Oh, yeah. But just the confidence of, of the shooter to just go, I'm putting it right there. Yep. And if you save it, good on you. I'm not going to try to blast it. I'm just, I'm going to side of my foot, pro- pr- side yeah. of my foot, and I'm just passing it to that corner. And he probably could have gotten over to it uh, had he <laughs> guessed the right way. Oh, yeah. But- oh, yeah. Yep. I always, I always feel like that's the biggest nerves of steel shot, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. Because normally down the middle, it's they between, normally put some pace on it when well, they put it down the middle. It's between that slow roller and a panenka. Oh, the little chippy. the little chip to the middle. Yeah, the little chippy over. Yeah, yeah. John Stones did that when he was with Everton back against uh, Juventus at um, uh, it was the friendly in San Francisco. Uh, uh, starts with a P. Went to Manchester City. I mean, went to New York City FC. Uh, Priola Pirlo Pirlo Andrea Pirlo Pirlo had just shot. Said he would always have sex before yeah. a game. And oh, good on him. Yep. Very very Italian of him. How do you know that? I uh, was just in an article I read once. Because because he's uber Italian, and that's the kind of shit an Italian would say. He'd yeah. be like, you know, I, I make love to a beautiful woman before I go make love to the field. <laughs> yeah, <know>? exactly. <laughs> um, the <laughs> Well, if that's how Italians play soccer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he... Uh, and next season, we'll be Brillo. following the Serie A. Brillo, Howard saved it, and then John Stones walked up and did the little cheeky down the middle thing, yeah. and pissed Brillo off. Like at the end of the game, he was in his face yapping at him like, you young kid, you don't don't do that shit. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. Pretty funny. So uh, yeah. go on to... They also have better wags in Italy, too. They do. Wives and girlfriends. Yes, That's they do. That's a popular term. Yes. Not a lot of people in this country know. <laughs> they are beautiful. Um, all right. So go on to Leeds and Derby. Yeah, why not? All right. Um, two reds in this one, as the theme of letting your team down continues uh, throughout the playoffs. Lars, you done <laughs> fucked up. Um, uh, at the end of the day, I think Leeds had more of the game and overall chances, which was evidenced by the statistics. Uh, 57% of the ball uh, and eight shots on target to Darby's five uh, shots on target. 22 shots overall for Leeds, 14 for Darby. Um, but the man advantage for Darby for the last 16 minutes um, truly made the difference in repelling Leeds um, and eventually nabbing the winner. Uh, but that being said, while Leeds were at full strength, Darby did score three times uh, yep, to, absolutely. Leeds, to Leeds once. Um, now that did tie it on aggregate three three. And Leeds were at home. Yep. They were at home. If there's they a place you're Allen not Road. supposed to give up three. Yeah. Well, and, and the bigger story for Leeds, the, they were top of the league in December. I know. Well, we had to be cordial and give you know that goal away at yeah. the uh, second to last game of the season or whatever it was. You, you don't think that's not a topic now amongst uh, Leeds fans? Yep. Well, uh, Marcelo Bielsa apparently had a two year deal. The second year was an option. And should they not get getting promoted, would have automatically kicked that option in. But since they didn't, it's Bielsa's uh, choice to make. Oh no! Now he's already there's a little bit of rumbling that he will might stay on because he kind of feels guilty that he let that <laughs> let. I forget who it was now. To be honest with you, let that was goal. it Villa. Yeah, it was against Villa. It was against Villa. Yeah. Let Villa score that goal, um, and knock them out of the the uh, uh, automatic promotion spots. But um, all that being said, uh, Darby were much more clinical. And it's unfortunate, but it is a good story with Lampard. Uh, Frank Lampard, uh, former Chelsea great, legend, in his first managerial job, in his first season, uh, going to the playoff final in the championship. You know, just yes. not not being a, an assistant to Sarri for two years. Yeah. And then when Sarri pisses off, he takes over and starts with the cream of the crop. Right. He went into a decent championship club. I mean, don't, right. you know, and they, they were they, recently in the Premier League in the last eight, eight nine years. Well, but, they also had the worst year in the Premier League history. But, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but, but they are consistently you know in the playoffs almost every yeah. single year they're in the playoffs. Right. So still a, still a decent team, um, a decent championship club, but, you know, kind of earning his stripes a little Earned, bit. Took some scalps this year in the uh, League Cup with uh, beating Manchester United and then in the... Uh, I had to shake my gin and juice up. Started to separate. <laughs> that and, compound gin is a little uh, lighter than the juice. Mine's getting empty if I do this while I get a new one. <laughs> I don't talk to your husband. 
Yeah, after I get my new one. Um, <laughs> so. You got a beer to drink, don't you? Never mind. Don't, don't. No, no. You had your moment, moment lost. Um, Follow the so, Facebook for Mel's so, beverage lineup, by the way. So, um, Sam, um, who do you got? Do you have the Chelsea head coach uh, in Lampart's Derby County winning? Or do you have the Chelsea assistant coach in John Terry and Asta Villa winning? I think Villa are the more experienced side Agree overall. Um, also, their top scorer is a Chelsea Lone A. So yeah. Chelsea's all over this playoff final, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, I think Villa, being there last year, narrowly missing out to Fulham, um, just got counterattacked to death, really, in last year's final. I think, uh, I think Villa might take this one um, very seriously. <clears throat> but that being said, Leeds were far the better team. Until, but Darby's finishing was Darby much got, more. Clinical. Darby got in right at the end. They jumped. Yep. Uh, they jumped Middlesbrough and uh, they jumped uh, uh, Bristol City to get in. Which, by the way, they got rid of uh, Middlesbrough. Got rid of Pulis. I saw so that. Yeah, it was pretty brilliant. I saw that. But you. So I don't know. It's going to be tough. I mean, Darby are resilient. Lampard seems to have uh, have everybody on side. Um, so we'll see what happens, but I think Villa definitely have the better chance to go I'm through. I'm rooting through. for Villa. I'm so am I. So especially, especially because you know you have a young player like uh, uh, Grealish. That's the player that was attacked um, in the Birmingham City game. Yep. Um, yep. He was a kid, like a kid, kid, like 19 years old, when uh, they got demoted to the uh, championship, and he stuck with the team. He hasn't asked for uh, to be sold. I'd love to see him get back up to the Premier League because he's a Premier League talent. And now they're captain as well. I mean, he's stuck with them through thick and thin. He's yeah. been in the championship now four seasons, maybe? Yeah, yeah. And, um, and Villa is a right, proper Premier League squad. Oh, they yeah. have been forever. Uh-huh. They had a slip up. They went down. They fixed it. It's time for them to come back up and stay back up and be battling the top 10 because yeah. that's the team they are. Which is also why we said we wanted a Leeds-Villa final because that was – the same thing about Leeds, but now Leeds no. isn't here, so we want Villa to go. Well, Leeds just and earn proper promotion next also, year. Also, we don't care. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the final thing, actually, you might care a little bit, um, and you know this. We've spoken about this off air, and I'm surprised you haven't brought it up yet. Um, Everton and Villa was the first professional football match played in England. Absolutely. Um, it is the, the, longest, oldest, yep. uh, the oldest game ever yep. and the most played game ever. Yep. It is the longest rivalry in all of uh, English football. I don't know if it's a rivalry, but it's the oldest game. Right, it's the longest the, game. Yeah. It's a rivalry enough. I guess. <laughs> How's that for silence? Yeah. Time to tell you what little we know. It is prediction time. Uh, we took a quick pause to uh, refill on drinks, and uh, the producer said, uh, give me a little pause. So I just chugged the rest of my beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had to refill on juice is what it was. We ran out Hells, of juice. Yes. That's, yeah, we needed more OJ. Got to keep that gender juice ratio. <laughs> Daddy's, Daddy's pint's getting a little light. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, um, what uh, we did, kids, uh, uh, for the prediction time, Sam and I both at the start of the season basically took 1 through 20, went right down the list, and wrote out how we thought they were going to finish this year. And um, then we also picked out who we thought our top scorer was going to be, who the first manager to be sacked was going to be, who our dark horse was, which is, let's face it, it's a little... Uh, you know, <clears throat> that's up for debate how good or bad they were. You yeah, know? I mean, we'll we'll talk think, about that when we get our, to the... I think both of our dark horses succeeded in being dark horses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, then we have our FA Cup winner and our League Cup winner as well. So, uh, yeah, we just kind of did Carabao it. Carabao their due. They yeah. paid for it. The <laughs> yeah. Carabao Cup. Yes, yeah, the Carabao Cup. <laughs> they paid for the name. <clears throat> heard, heard, <laughs> League Cup. So, um... <laughs> So what we're going to do here is Sammy's going to read off who actually finished in each position going all the way down. Then I'm going to say who I picked. He's going to say who he picked. And we're going to keep track of that and see who did better. Now, I promise this will not end up like the transfer roundup. No. Uh, you're not drunk enough yet. So Correct. we'll be fine. <laughs> Although right. when you do read off your phone, there tends to be fuck-ups. No, I got this one's easy. Okay. So go ahead, Sammy. All who right, came so in first place? In actual first, we have Manchester City. I had, I had Liverpool. I picked Manchester City. All right, so I got an X. You got a check. Yep. In <laughs> uh, second was Liverpool. Uh, actually, I had City. I had Liverpool. Damn it! Uh, Don't in, worry. Here's where it's all about to go terribly uh, wrong. <laughs> in uh, in third place, actually, was Chelsea. I had Arsenal. Very good. You know what? I was with you. I had Arsenal. Also, I had high, high expectations for them. Oh, good. 
Uh, an actual fourth was Tottenham. I had Chelsea. You had Chelsea? I had Manchester United. I thought for some reason under Mourinho it would work. I thought they were too talented of a team to not finish in the top four. Yeah. Really disappointing. Yeah, very disappointing. Okay. A lot of material, though. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. It was, <laughs> thank you, Jose. That was fun, yeah. As, as we recap the season, we need to take like a good proper hour to talk about Manchester United. 20 minutes of it needs to be about Mourinho. Correct. With Manchester United supporters just to get their real, true, visceral <laughs> hate for yeah. them. Exactly. In actual fifth was Arsenal. I had United. I had Chelsea. In actual sixth was United. I had Tottenham. I did too. Both of us thought the same thing. They weren't going to have enough yep. gas, and you know they end up they end up in fourth. And frankly, they should have been third. They really they yeah, they had I mean, so they, many chances to wrap up the season, well, and they just didn't. they also had a lot of those red cards, Harry Kane's injury, all those things. You know, kind of hampered the the last little bit of the season there. Absolutely. So um, seventh place. Seventh place actually was Wolves. I had you. I had me as well. Uh, in actual eighth was you. I had Wolves. Fuckers. I had I had West Ham. <laughs> We are getting really? so far. I am in the lead two nothing, and we are to team number nine. <laughs> yep. Uh, Lester finished in ninth. I had Newcastle. I had the exact same thing. I had two Castle as well. In <laughs> uh, actual tenth was West Ham. I had Lester. <laughs> I had fucker. I had the exact. I had Lester too. In <laughs> uh, <laughs> actual eleventh was Watford. Mm-hmm. This is another one that's going to piss me the fuck off. Who'd you have? I had Burnley. Uh, ooh. All right. In actual 12th was Crystal Palace. I had Watford. Very good. <laughs> I flip-flopped them again for the um, third time in this uh, this shit show. In 12th, I had Wolves. Oof. Here comes here comes the hurt one. Number 13 is really right. going to hurt. In actual 13 was Newcastle. Mm-hmm. I had Brighton. I had Fulham. <laughs> This is all. Uh, this yeah, is I hit Fulham. I'm going to win this two nothing. You understand <laughs> know, that, yeah, right? I'm going to win this shit two nothing unless you got the bottom two right. So, in actual fourteenth was uh, Bournemouth. Uh huh. I had Burnley. I had Bournemouth three nothing lead. <laughs> all right. Let's see. One. Two. No, it was this one. Two. Three. So far, I've had three that I had just one place off. If I flip-flopped them, they'd have been correct. <laughs> so that would have been six yep. to make the romantic story for the media. Right, exactly. <laughs> Go ahead. Write that, that, write that romantic happen? story. Yeah, all right. Um, where were we? I just did Bournemouth, right? Yep, uh, 15th place. Yeah, 15th. <laughs> this was the other one. <laughs> is was actually Burnley. I had Bournemouth. <laughs> I had Brighton. Oh. In 16th. Uh, actually, with Southampton, I had Fulham. I got this one horrifically wrong. I had Watford dropping like a stone this year. Ooh, I had them having that's, a terrible year. That's bad. All right, in 17th was actually Brighton, and I had West Ham. I had Southampton. Boy, in, you and I had very different opinions about West Ham. Yeah. In 18th, um, not the way they started off. I had the great opinion when they started <laughs> yeah, off, true. and then they really righted the ship. In uh, actual 18th was Cardiff, the first team, uh, not the first team, but uh, relegated club. Mm-hmm. Um, I had Southampton. Uh, I had Palace. I thought um, I thought that um, perhaps Zaha was going to walk in the uh, middle of the year. In January. Yeah. And I figured if they didn't have Zaha, they weren't going to be anything. And they turned out, they did a hell of a job. Credit to them. Yep. Uh, in 19th, uh, for real, was Fulham. Mm-hmm. I had Huddersfield. I had Huddersfield as well. And in 20th, of course, rounding out the top 20 was Huddersfield, for real. Yep. I had Cardiff City. I had the same thing. So, so how, I went, many, how many did you get right, Sam? Uh, settle. <laughs> Very good. That, that Nil, would be, nothing, nada. Right. So I beat you 3 nothing there. Yeah. Get the Malort? <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing that. That wasn't a thing when we did this. I might have put more thought into it. <laughs> um, so, uh, top scorer, who did you have? Who did you have uh, winning the league there, Ice Boy? I, it's hot in here. Sorry, <laughs> I had. Um, I was rubbing no, it's ice on the It's just you, floor. baby. It's just you. <laughs> uh, for top scorer, I had Mo Salah. Okay, which he shared the yep, prize. He so shared that it. So you got it right. I had Harry Kane, so I was wrong. Uh, first manager fired. Who did you have? Uh, 
and Neil Warnock. And he didn't even get fired. And he's staying on as Cardiff manager next season. I had I hinted at this earlier in the year. I had David Wagner, um, but I'm wrong because Jose, Jose Mourinho was the first coach fired. <laughs> That's right. But I think that was a pretty safe bet for me there with Mr. Wagner. Yeah, no, it was. Do you hear where he's at now? <clears throat> he just got the Schalke job. No shit. Like the second or third largest club in Germany. <laughs> now, they had a torrid year this year, but yeah, he got that job. Uh, he Germany, was a squad player for them for a few years. Germany's but. a whole bunch of defense. Watch him, like, have him finish in second. Yeah, right. So, um, your dark horse. Um, and this is going to have a little bit of, we're going to have to Dissect say what just we... Just a touch. Right. Yeah. So your dark horse was... Wolves. Um, he, they were absolutely a dark horse. Yeah, they finished with, in seventh. They're playing in Europe. Yeah, with the, I mean, courtesy of Manchester City, but <laughs> with my... Um, I just thought with the talent they brought in uh, after the attacks, I believe it was in Benfica. Is that right? Yeah. Um, when they had to let a bunch of players go because uh, there was a, a fan attack, essentially a group of uh, like a mob of fans broke in the training ground and started attacking people. Um, they saw it as a breach of contract because the safety is part of that that deal that you're going to keep us safe while we're here. Right. And um, and they didn't. So a lot of them took the chance to. <sighs> Um, to avoid their contracts out and move on freeze, which is how Wolves acquired some of these players. Mm-hmm. And um, I just thought with the, with the talent that they had, I didn't think they'd be as up and down, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, I thought they were going to finish a strong eighth is, is where I had them in the list. And I, as a newly promoted club, I think I, I, think yeah. I got that oh, yeah. right. Oh, they were absolutely a dark horse. Um, and at semifinals of the FA Cup as well. Um, mine was uh, West Ham. So De- definitely top, top ten. They finished top ten. Yeah, I, I got us. I got you know. They had a horrible start, but I I would say that's pretty damn good for them. And as long as they keep the right people, they're a team that's you know battling for seventh place and a possibility at Europe. Absolutely. So yeah, I'd agree with you. And I mean, they finished in thirteenth last season, so not a huge jump. But they took a couple scouts, they started playing well, and they could have finished higher had it not been for Arnautovic fucking off in the middle of the season, yeah. uh, having his v- head turned by China. Very true. Very true. So, so I'd, I'd give you West Ham as yeah. well. Um, so your FA Cup winner, who did you have winning the FA I Cup? I had Tottenham, because we had talked about it before the start of the season, which nobody on this show would know. Nobody would know that, that this conversation took place. But we thought that they um, would... The squad would eventually break up if they didn't put everything into a competition and win a trophy. That if they didn't get that taste, yeah, that people might jump elsewhere. Little did we know that competition was, was going to be Champions the Champions League. League. Right. So I figured it was going to be the FA Cup. I figured that's what they were going to go after so hard and just maintaining the league in a third or fourth, try to try yeah. to stick third or fourth. But in the FA Cup where it's all one and dones, you know, I figured that even with injuries, they might be able to overcome that because they do have some quality in their squad. Um, obviously, it's fucking wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, I uh, completely homer pick. I picked my club. I picked Everton. I figure at I picked some my point, direct rivals. At, 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 yeah, exactly. At, at some point, I figure Everton's going to win something, and the something they're going to win <laughs> is going to be a domestic. I, I think the, that's the show title. <laughs> at some point, they're going to win something. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just law of averages, right? <laughs> um, I feel like I feel like a domestic cup is where that's going to be. It's either going to be starting the, to congeal the orange juice. <laughs> I think it's either going to be a league cup or an FA cup, but I think that that's eventually going to happen. And I and and I can tell you right now, my pick for next year to win the FA cup will be Everton. Like, All right. Already, right off the jump, I can tell you that blind pick. I'm already telling you. And, gotcha. and probably for the League Cup, I'm probably going to pick Everton, too. And Redskins are going to the Super Bowl! <laughs> yes, I, mean, I do sound like a Redskins yeah, fan. If you keep picking the two-horse, eventually it'll cross the finish line. Precisely. Now, hopefully, it still has its fucking jockey on the back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which did not happen this weekend to the number nine horse no. at El Preakness. And you know, it would have been great to have actually seen that horse, but, uh, you know, we only could watch around the third and fourth turn, and by that point, we're just looking at the front and not the rear. Well, and- they also didn't have a television screen, which would have been fine yeah. if that was the only open 
Mm. fence space if they had a screen. If only where the betting booths were, they had television screens that were... They only had one teeny tiny little postage stamp one. My problem was, is I bet on the end of the race. (coughs) Yeah. Maybe I should be able to see where the fuck they finished. That would be nice. (laughs) I didn't bet on who came around the third turn first. (laughs) Hey, but you know what? We had this nice little um, electrical box that we leaned against where we could listen to it on a speaker. Absolutely. That was worth $120, wasn't it? (laughs) Uh, Every Penny. So, uh, so league cup. Couldn't um, even bring a damn chair in. Who who do you who did you have winning the league cup? <laughs> it's even worse. Uh, Manchester United. <laughs> oh, United. You figured they'd win something. Well, Jose's won it more times than anybody else. <laughs> Amazing. I picked the exact same thing. Not United. I picked Arsenal because I figured they'd f- probably win something. <laughs> Way to be a dick. Yeah, no problem. That's All right. A dick. So I finished with a grand total of two. Out of one, two, three, four, 25 questions we asked ourselves before the start of the season. I have four. <laughs> All right. So you come now to this I show. Get them the Lord? <laughs> you come to this show, guys. Remember, uh, you come to this show for the witty humor, um, our wonderful social media presence, uh, knowledge about alcohol, um, and the very literally, as we tell you every week, the very little know we, about, we know about football. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was a proper sentence right there. The very little we know about English language, too. My, my head's in fucking knots, man. <laughs> All right, so um, we were too old, but we still won. Hey, how about that? A division yeah. two win. Yay. Hey, and not a very spectacular one. No, oh, yeah? Uh, we probably had about 40-odd shots. I mean, it was we were cranking them <laughs> from everywhere. Uh, and most of them were on target. We did hit the post a few times, and the uh, what we like to call affectionately um, the Latin bounces uh, were absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I think our boy Pat, uh, who plays with us, at one point, um, a, a player for their team miskicked it. Pat got hit in the nuts. Uh, the ball came out behind him, like literally hit in the nuts, not nutmegged. Right. Uh, ball came out behind him, right in the guy's stride at the top of the box. So, like, his left testicle actually directed the ball yeah. right onto like the, the guy, shooter's foot. Like, the guy tried to hit it with the outside of his right boot to the right... Would you say that he teabagged the <laughs> shooter's foot? <laughs> uh, uh, I like when things come full circle. <laughs> um, or sphere. <laughs> or egg. <laughs> um, the uh, So, yeah, the guy was, like, trying to hit the ball with the outside of his right boot to the player running down the right, screwed up his kick... But hit Pat in the balls. He was continuing his run anyway because he wanted that ball back into the middle. And Pat's balls played the ball right to him. It was like, just really? Seriously? Like, that's how you're going to score? That fucking happened? Like a nut deflection is is where the goal came in. It's so annoying. It's so annoying. So we won 4-3. Doesn't matter. We got the win at the end of the day. Uh, and we'll hopefully keep trucking along. Yeah, I've been uh, currently exceptionally busy with the new job, so unfortunately I was not able to make the last couple of matches. So uh, I will say that they lost because they didn't have my tutelage and that they only won by one because they didn't have my tutelage. Clearly you needed me there to direct you guys in the right direction to help you. And if that's what you need to keep telling yourself, go for it. <laughs> okay, very good. <laughs> Well, uh, thank you very much for joining us, boys and girls. Uh, Mr. Graham, do you have any parting words? Do I ever. (laughs) As he pulls out a stack of papers and starts getting them organized. If you were following us on Twitter on Saturday, um, you know how we feel about uh, Fire Festival. I mean, Infield Fest at Preakness. (laughs) Um, Sammy, the floor is yours. So my wife dropped us off, which was lovely of her. Thank you, Carly, very much for doing so. And... um, we take our chairs out, we grab our bag of cigars, which, because we couldn't take a backpack, we had a fucking sandwich bag of, uh, of cigars and... Uh, Battery ex- chargers extra and sunscreen. Charge, yeah. Um, one of the, the bigger Ziplocs that you like would yeah, marinate like a liter bag. Like yeah, a that you bag. would like marinate meat in or something. Yeah. And uh, we get to the front door, can't bring our fucking chairs in. Well, what do you mean you can't bring your chair in? Been able to bring our chairs in for 25 years now. Yeah. Sorry, I'm coughing in the mic. <laughs> Fucking so, allergies. Listen, if you were there, he was so upset. <laughs> and he's still upset right now. He can't even talk. I am a gentleman of larger <laughs> carriage, and if there's one thing I need is a place to fucking sit. And on yeah. the ground is not a place for me to sit. No. And, um, and so 
luckily, uh, Carly wasn't far away, so called her double back, got our chairs back in the back of the, her car, so we didn't have to chuck them uh, to go inside, which was good. Um, we get in there, and uh, they weren't even selling chairs, um, which I would have respected a little bit more. Uh, had I kn- If it was a money grab, fine. You need money. I get it. Yeah. So you're charging for chairs. Oh, I'd have had more respect for you if you I, if you charged me forty bucks for a chair. I'd have given you the forty bucks and said you're dicks, but at least I have a place to sit. Yeah, fine. Nope, they didn't do that either. Um, then uh, I tried to go upgrade my ticket. Um, so because there was an area with picnic <laughs> tables that we did not have access to, so I I went out to try to upgrade our tickets. I believe which- I looked at you and I said, Sam. If it's $100, I'll pay for the fucking upgrade. Yeah. Like, so, I was willing to spend $100 right. just to be able to sit the fuck down. So, like we said, we were by the third and fourth turn. I had to walk the entire grandstand mm-hmm. to get out to the ticket office. And, which, uh, by the way... I was going to say, through the part of the grandstand that was condemned and shut down. Yeah. Because if you farted, the whole thing would fucking crumble. Absolutely. So, I had to walk through all that crap. Finally get to the ticket office, which every person I spoke to on the way said that this was possible. I could do this and just pay the difference in the cost of the tickets. I get there. Uh, they direct me to leave the facility to a tent because the ticket office doesn't sell fucking tickets. Because uh, why would the ticket office do that? They only sell tickets to the grandstand, not to infield at all. So, Okay. <laughs> Well, because the infield apparently was just a house show and nobody cared about horse racing Ex- except for you two. Exactly. Yeah. And this couple from Seattle that were very nice. 239 DJs. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah, my... Ugh, it was terrible. I don't even know how the horses run with all the bass that was happening. But anyway, so I get out to the tent. They tell me I can't do what everybody on the way told me I could do, including a woman on the phone uh, that I called before I left. And, uh, and then security tried to not let me back in. Yeah. So finally got to a supervisor. They let me back in. That was fine. But I missed one race and probably about 40 minutes of the party. Right. Um, which apparently, and I found this out after the fact, Infield Fest was advertised more as a concert than a horse race. Yeah. Well, because the whole back turn where we normally post shop at, along basically where the second turn is, normally there's nothing but long rows of grass. And you normally sit there with your chair and there's a betting booth right there and... It's easy, and you know what it is? It's a great place for the people that are there to watch horse racing, watch horse racing. And there's normally a television. Boom. Right on the back turn. So you can watch the, the entire race. And like you a can, giant one on a crane. Right. Yeah. Bet the races all day. But instead, we're by the bathroom because it's kind of shaded, and there's a place to actually lean against, like an electrical box, and we're <laughs> standing underneath speakers to be able to hear everything. It was... Yep. Uh, it was a shit show. awful. And keep in mind, people, this is the same party that at one point had Lord, Maroon 5, yeah. Pitbull. Pitbull. I couldn't name one artist on that list. Post Malone oh. last year. Like, uh, I mean, Macklemore. Yeah, Macklemore played yeah. there. Uh, on, Bruno Mars has played there. Yep. OAR. They I mean, have, a they ton they of big acts have played Puddle there. of Mud. They've had um, <coughs> a bunch of people. They've had ZZ, a lot of fun. ZZ people. Top played it. Buck Good Cherry Charlotte. played it. Yep. Yeah. What? Um, uh, Gene Simmons was there once. Not, um, yeah, not playing. That, that was with that was <laughs> with was that was with Pitbull. That was with Pitbull. That was with Pitbull. Actually, when I saw him, he was side stage of Pitbull watching Pitbull, mm-hmm. and then Pitbull did something with his hips because he's because uh, he's Latin. And Gene Simmons threw up the uh, the devil horns and stuck his tongue out. That a boy. Love it. Love <laughs> <And> that. <laughs> I it's... But yeah, that's back when it was fun. And you could fucking sit down. Well, and hey, at least <laughs> at least all the DJs had original sets where all of them, um, well, not all of them, of the 10, six of them played uh, Old Town Road, which has been popular now for about 30 seconds. But they, of course, popped that in because, well, it's a horse race. Let's pop in the horse song. <sighs> it was just terrible. I mean, I I almost by the end of the day, I actually almost started to fist bump. Oh, I think Big and Rich played too. Um, I believe they did. Yeah, yes. the other and, horse song. Yep. And then, I actually almost started to fist bump because I was so annoyed. Was, if you can't beat them, join them at this point. And, right? and, and then and then when they I were didn't, thank God, and I then didn't. Mug Club where they were pouring beers. Um, oh my God! They, this they did this thing. They did this great idea of giving us a plastic cup that was black in color on a bright shiny. 85 degree day so you would get your lovely bud light that was mostly <laughs> foam so you'd get back to where you were 
standing because Sam and I would take turns because frankly we didn't want to lose our spot to anybody. Um, so we'd come back with a half a beer, and within three sips, it would be super warm. And it just it was all in all, in, it was awful. I've it been was doing bloody it, fucking awful. Like I said, I've been doing it for 25 years, and it's been one of my absolute favoriteest things to do. And and it is a shit show in there. And the shit show in there is kind of part of the charm and the fun. But just, it was it was horrific. Hey, Sam Graham. Yes. How many times did Houston say, I've been going to Preakness longer than these kids were alive? That or- wasn't, no, that wasn't my joke. My, my joke was <laughs> to keep calling it Fire Festival. Yeah, that, we, but we, that he beat to fucking death. Yeah, he but, did that like fourteen times. The bit, he did the, that fourteen times. The show, the bit, yeah. the bit had legs. Yeah. When I walked in, when I walked in, right after I walked in, and right before we go down the tunnel, I throw my arms up the air and I go, "Woo, Firefest!" <laughs> Thirty people laugh their asses off. Yeah, and the uh, the other thing that was very funny is Sam. Uh, I'm sad I did not catch this on camera. Oh, me holding court. Excuse me, but there was. People finally realized where the non-covered fence was. So we ended up with probably about 75 to 100 people in front of us. Um, While we were on the electrical box about 30 feet, 40 feet from the fence, there was about 75 or 100 people in front of us. Sam walks up. He goes, hold my beer. (laughs) And I was like, okay, what are you trying to one-up me on, right? Because that's normally what you say. Now he goes, excuse me, everybody. And all these fucking 19-year-olds turn around. And he goes, listen, all you bro dogs and basic bitches. <laughs> <laughs> and then I tell, them, <laughs> tell them the four questions that you um, asked. I don't I, remember them I said, specifically. Uh, I have been asked by at least 100 of you the following four questions. What race number is this? Where do I bet? How do I get out of here? And who are you betting on? And I said... It's race number 13. It's the fucking Preakness Stakes. <laughs> if you want to bet, there's a giant flag behind me that says fucking betting and on it. Yellow with black writing. You Huge. can't miss it. That is where you bet. If you'd like to leave, go to the first aid stand and hang a right. And as far as what you're betting, I am not going to carry your personal luggage off of my shitty fucking picks today. <laughs> so I'm not telling you what I'm picking. And that is all there is to it. I am done. If anybody comes to talk to me, I'm sending them to you. <laughs> and just went and did the blackjack thing and walked away. And, and probably 60, 70% of them cheered for you. And then, Rotox of course, we got the me ass- beers yeah. and like. <laughs> yeah, covered. You, had to, you finished three people's beers. And then you had. Um, uh, a couple ladies come up and they were like, "Um, so you said well, how do oh, I leave?" Oh, I had I had a couple. Uh, they, <laughs> a couple of them were really sweet. They came up and they were just like, "I'm sorry, what you said was great. There was so much to it, but I just didn't hear anything of what you said." So, <laughs> how do you exactly leave? <laughs> I'm like, "Don't worry about it, sweetheart. You go to the first aid tent and head yeah. and so hang it, a right." It, it really did get to the point where people were coming up to us, literally passing two people that fucking work there in bright orange shirts with black hats. Again, very smart move on a sunny day. Thanks, Preakness, for treating your workers. Uh, oh, and by the humanely. way, the, wor- the workers um, didn't have a place to sit in the track. Yeah, they either. didn't have a place yep. to sit. Fuck off, Preakness. Yep. Fuck so, off, Stonic Group. Fuck all of you. Fuck so, you, Maryland Jockey Club. Fuck yourselves. Uh, so this is getting like my ESPN rant. Yeah, heard. So, so they had, um, so they were sitting there smoking cigs, but chilling. People were literally walking past them to ask us, do you guys know how to get out of here? And so we would tell them, and then we would go up to the guys that work there, and we'd be like, hey, we got another one. So this was a round person seven. Yeah. They came up and asked us. I walked up to the guys, and I said, hey, there goes number seven right there in the plaid romper. That bitch, it's been on rosé all day. Oh, yeah. That basic Uh, bitch. Yeah. And then uh, somebody came up while I was talking to the guys, so basic, the eighth, the, so basic. the eighth person, and says, "Hey, you guys know how to get out of here?" And the worker goes, "He does," <laughs> and, and points at me. 
Uh, we don't talk a lot about stuff outside of football unless it really pisses us off, and this really pissed us the fuck off. Well, it's just something we've done forever, and and you know, end of the day, it was it was fun to hang out with you. Uh, you know, your birthday was on Friday, and it was just fun to hang out with you at the racetrack, betting ponies, drinking a fuck ton, smoking cigars, relaxing. That 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 was fun, and I knew you and I were going to make a fun day out of it, anyways. Which we but, did, but but yesterday, it, but hurt it, should be, it should be better. It should be better. It should be a lot like, better. And it should be a lot better. And and it's it been used better. to be better. And then yeah. they know how to make it better. It's um <clears throat> I think they're trying to make story, people hate it. Story for another time, but there's a whole lot going on with with Maryland Jockey Club and the Sonic Group and the Stadium Authority in Maryland not willing to uh put money towards Brickness, uh or towards uh the Pimlico racetrack. And you know, Maryland wants to stand there and go, oh, please, 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 save the Preakness, save the Preakness, save the Preakness. But they don't want to invest any money in it. They want the ownership group to invest money into it. While every stadium in this in the state has been paid for by taxpayer money. So it's like, if you want to keep the Preakness, spend the fucking money. Well, you know what? It's because it's in the hood. It's in a bad area. <clears throat> so they don't give a shit. And it doesn't generate the money that the Redskins generate. Yeah, to, that's all that it is. To, but that's that's right. a different conversation for a yeah, different to, show that we to, don't uh, do. To put a, a, a specific spot on it. When you oh, talk about... He was about to say it, Mel. When he you was ta- about to say it. When you talk about... No, no, no. A specific spot of where it happened. Oh, like, I, was not, gonna, I wasn't oh. going to say put a bow on it. I wasn't <laughs> going to say that. I thought it no, was... I know. Specifically <laughs> through my head tonight. That was my verbal crutch last week. I'm saying don't put a bow on it. Don't put a bow on it. That's what I've been saying in my head the entire night. Don't say Fuck. Exactly, Lewis Black, beautiful. Um, was where the Baltimore riots happened. What you saw on TV two, three years ago. A lot of it was up there, right there. There was there was the, a lot of it downtown. The CBS as well, that but, burned down yeah. was right there yeah. on that corner. That is where a lot of those riots yeah, happened. There was a lot there. downtown. I mean, Loading Dock Liquors, uh, who oh, I yeah. don't call on, but there was. Uh, that's not far from my house. Stuff spilled down down that way as well, um, but a lot of that did happen up in that north. Uh, well, that was Parkway kind of area. The stuff that happened downtown was more the protesters kind of walking down and raising hell. But like where that where where the riots happened, it was literally it was people that were pissed off from being uh, from being you know knocked around and kicked around and and being tired of being treated like shit. Especially when then then there's the police abuse case. They just walked outside the door and they just started breaking shit. And that was that neighborhood is where it started. That's where yeah. it all happened. Um, can you do me a favor? Uh, the Malort <laughs> is behind you. Could you pass that to me, please? Okay. All right. <laughs> is is this the Taylor's uh, meme he created for us? Here we go. No, it, it, that it's not for that, but that actually maybe suck, snuck into my subconscious. Uh, this is for the amount of money I lost on the Preakness this year. <laughs> Cheers. Very well done. I lose very badly at horse racing. I like fast women and slow ponies, and um, which is your line, really. But, Thank uh, you for crediting the source. No problem. No problem. Uh, but uh, I continued that tradition this year again. Here, you know what? I didn't do all that well myself. I mean, I didn't lose a ton, but I... Uh, I lost enough, and uh, yeah, uh, Taylor, this one's for you for your wonderful post about uh, the Preakness Infield Fest that Malort tastes like that in a bottle. Um, yes, why? Yes, in fact, it does. So here's to you, sir. Ah, lovely. All right, all right, guys. All righty, uh, boys and girls, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Um, into the summer, we're going to start doing uh, summer sessions. Uh, we've already got um, somebody from the Toon Army wants to uh, join in. The local uh, Toon Army in Baltimore yep. is going to come talk Newcastle with us. We've been talking with the um, the Red Please and Blue. Call them by the proper name, Two Castle. <laughs> the Two Castle. <laughs> that um, joke will never die. <laughs> oh no, it won't. I'm going to call him Two Castle to his face when he's here. <laughs> um, and then uh, the Red and Blue uh, uh, review show, which is actually based out of London for for uh, Palace. Uh, one of them is we're trying to uh, figure out how to use Skype. We're going to have him call one of them call in and oh, discuss cool. Palace as well. Uh, of course, we'll we'll make sure we have uh, our stateside skull, uh, goals back in as well and talk uh, Brighton. So all throughout the summer, we're going to take time and talk about every single club, and we're going to uh, yeah, you know, we're also going to talk about the Women's World Cup. Uh, we'll <clears> talk <throat> about the Gold Cup a little bit. Oh, absolutely, um, talk Gold Cup. That the kind of the stuff. time Just of year to... where Sam Houston suddenly becomes interested in Belize and Haiti. Yeah, for some no good reason. Uh, 
whatsoever. Yeah, so we're, we got a lot of stuff lined up for the summer we're pretty excited about. Hopefully, we can make all of it work, said the Skype. We're, uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, you know, the thing I'd say about the Crystal Palace guys is at least they're from the South. They're not Scouts, so we can understand them. Yeah, uh, exactly. That'd be, that'd be good. And um, <laughs> I, I know uh, we're going to... That's gonna a ch- dig to the yeah. whole Liverpool area. I hear you. you fucks. I hear you. That's fine. <laughs> So um, we're also going to uh, do we're going to do some other fun things as well. Uh, prediction time going into next year. Um, we haven't uh, let on, but uh, I bought the lovely wife some chickens, and uh, I plan on having every week. I'm going to take two teams that are playing against each other. I'm going to put a mealworm on each, and I'm going to have Kitty the chicken. Pick a game. Which mealworm she likes. Whichever mealworm she eats is going to be the pick, and I guarantee you. The chicken will probably do better than both of us. And if she can't decide what to do and just kind of spazzes out and falls over, it's a draw. Perfectly called. <laughs> so, uh, till next week, boys and girls. Oh, by the way, fucking Field Fest. All right, ladies and gents, we'll see you guys later. That's a wrap for the first season. We'll see you at summer sessions in a week. What would I be without you? <laughs> yeah. What would I be without my baby? It's on a long mind. What is that? <laughs> oh, he finally discovered it! <laughs> That's funny. Who did Beautiful. that? Beautiful! Who did Russ, that? A while ago, back when he was a fucking guest up host. there for over a month. Really? Every week, I take a shot with you and that in the background. Oh, seriously? I got you to pose like a kitty cat so you can see it over top of your head. <laughs> Every week, there's a photograph with you and that. Ah, oh, brilliant. That's funny. I had no fucking idea. <laughs> That's funny. Rob Holmes, the only person to figure it out. Man. <laughs>